think of sports like hockey, football, swimming, athletics, and you wonder a country of 1.4 billion people is not able to find the right talent to win an Olympic medal or become world standard. Why is that? Is it just too easy to blame cricket for everything that people play cricket so nothing else is of interest? Is it because the parents don't in- encourage their children enough to try something else other than cricket? Or is it because we don't have the talent, we don't have the infrastructure, we don't have the will to do well in other sports? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Iron Man experience. In this episode, we discuss about the fate of football in India and similar sports. Why is it that we have not managed to qualify for the FIFA World Cup? You know, if you were to walk down the street right now, and especially to a shopping mall or a shopping center or a downtown square, you will see the entire World Cup festival and football fever grip the entire country, if you will. Flags of Argentina, Germany, Portugal, France and whatever. So many people following and watching the match closely. Big screens are down. The entire menus are changed. There are festive offers. You know, one almost gets the feeling that Team India is playing at the World Cup and we are one of those teams. And yet, the irony of it is Team India doesn't qualify for a World Cup final, I don't know, ever, forever. Right, And so one often wonders with such deep fan following for football and not just national or international football but club level football. Think of Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, Tottenham, Manchester United. People just follow the players very closely. They know the histories, they know the stats. Just like cricket, you're surprised that if there is so much of passion and knowledge, why is it that a national team does not feature in the top 10 teams globally or is it too far a dream and if so why so let's find out when uh, ronaldo scores a goal kerala erupts in joy when uh, messi scores a goal then half of kolkata erupts in joy or <laughs> if there is a neymar scoring a penalty then the rest of the country rejoices and so you get the drift right there are people who are keenly following these top-notch footballers in the country and so when one looks back at the infrastructure that is available in the country you are surprised that why aren't there that many more football stadiums global standard football stadiums why haven't we ever hosted a world cup is it too much of an investment is it too complex to hold a an event of that scale in in India. And so if the answer to that is yes, the follow-up question is why? So the root cause of it starts from the intent to play the sport seriously and professionally. And it probably has to do with cricket. It's easy to start the discussion with cricket because post-1983, all the attention that parents had towards sports was redirected to cricket. And then post the modernization of the economy, say mid-90s or thereabouts, when cricket as a profession began to be taken that much more seriously than ever before or post just after 2000, if you will, then the parents were very specifically clear that if at all they were the sporty parents, air quotes on that, then their child had to be the best batsman, clearly following the 
steps of Mr. One Mr. Sachin Tendulkar. And so, what is the comparative that we have for Mr. Sachin Tendulkar in football? We don't. We have some very good players over the years, clearly. But is there a football icon? No. But was there an opportunity to have one? No. At best, what we see is the epic legendary battles between Mohan Bagan and East Bengal. And that was restricted to mostly Kolkata and football followers in or in Kolkata or in and around Kolkata. Likewise, we have some more football clubs in Goa, in Kerala, but nothing really caught the national fancy. And why is that? Is it because it was not marketed well? Is it because it's we haven't seen that many successes at a global competition? Is it because parents are not willing enough to invest a child's career in football? It could be all of the above. So the question now is, if the situation is that we love football so much and there is intent and willingness, then what are the two or three things one can do to promote football in the country so that more players, in fact, can I just rephrase that, more parents take up football seriously as they do with cricket and encourage young children to participate in uh, coaching and training because now the information is available, infrastructure is available, equipment is available. So there's no uh, nothing holding you back from investing uh, a child's career in professional football. And so where does one begin educating the parent that, look, it's something that you have to persist with, just like folks in the 80s or 90s persisted their children with cricket, and look how that turned out, right? And so this generation of parents who are inclined towards sports, there has to be a dedicated effort towards getting them convinced to have their children go into football. Next, the idea is to clean up the infrastructure, clean up the organization, the systems, the people, process and technology, all of these three things. If this means we need to overhaul, reset, redo, then that's what you do. If you start now, chances are in 10 years time, we'll have a fully functional and operational and efficient infrastructure and people managing those infrastructure, top notch and top quality, which in turn will generate interest in the game and produce top class results. Now, somewhere you've got to credit China and, and drawing this analogy very cautiously and carefully. Think of their participation in Olympics prior to 1990 and then post 1990. Right? I think they went for a almost like a blackout phase for seven years, 10 years, where they completely rejigged the entire infrastructure, the sporting mindset of the country. And I'm Again, we don't need to you know, make the same mistakes that they did, but there are things to learn from that effort that you have to take the sport or sporting culture in the country very seriously. And so rejig and go, go out of some of these competitive sports for the next 10 years, rejig the team, rejig the infrastructure, put processes in place and develop a core competency in each of these uh, disciplines, whether it be it athletics, swimming. You know, think about swimming, right? We have a country which is surrounded by water on three sides. We have a whole bunch of rivers and lakes. Swimming is almost like rice for us. We consume it on a daily basis. We are good at it. 
Yet, when it comes to competitive levels, we do not match up to global standards. Think of, of athletics. We struggle to find one person who can run 100 meters under 10 seconds or 9 seconds. If you think about uh, other sports like hockey, something which we were traditionally good at in the 50s and early 60s, somewhere we just let go of that advantage instead of innovating instead of developing the sport and becoming the champions and the leaders we kind of lag behind and now we are just catching up yes we perform well uh, at least better in hockey than we do in football but uh, still not right up there yet so let's figure out what does it take to take it right up there think about investments let's find out So where do we begin with investments? Clearly, it has to be a two-pronged strategy, private enterprise and the public sector or the government enterprise. When I say public enterprise, they are often thinking of a quick return. So we are now looking for or we should be looking for those set of investors who are in it for the long haul, for the long-term investors. Clearly, there will be few of them at this point in time at least. But as we get closer to glory, I'm sure it will open up the Pandora's box. But for now, we probably have to rely on the government uh, supporting the sport. And when I say government, I use this carefully that government does support a lot of grassroots activities. But the term synonymous with government spending is often the cheapest is the best. Do it at low cost. You know, why spend more? And that kind of a mindset. While one does not need to be reckless and be a spendthrift and go bananas on spending, but also one does not need to be, you know, the cheapest uh, end of the spectrum. So somewhere we need to reset the thinking on spending money, on infrastructure, on people, on development, on getting coaches, on getting people trained, not just physically, but mentally as well to cope up with global standards. And that requires long-term investment. So somewhere the nation, I mean, there's always this common thing, right? As a developing nation, we have other priorities. We have other things to think about. Think of defense, right? We'd rather spend the money in defense rather than football. Would you be able to even justify that expenditure? And so there will be uh, hundred other people who will stand up and say, absolutely right. We should rather spend on defense. Why spend on football? Right? It's something for entertainment doesn't really matter, something for national security. And so the comparatives become such that it becomes very difficult to hold an argument. Now, that being said, somewhere we have to balance this conversation out. There has to be rationality, there has to be a global outlook because India is posing itself or presenting itself, presenting is a better word than posing itself to be a global community, is it not? Right. So economically, socially, we are presenting ourselves to the world that we are a country worth investing. We are a country which is developing. We are a country which is growing. And so we world, please look at us. And part of the reason the world will look at you and economy will get impacted with it is also sports investment. So if your country is doing well or people in your country are doing just like it's happening in cricket, we have global sponsors lining up for an IPL tournament. Why can this not be the case with football? And so we have to reach out to build a set of investors or investor community or investor confidence is the right word, where they come and invest money in people, processes, technology, infrastructure, what have you. 
and aided and adequately supported by the government and saying, look, we are in it for the future. It helps our global image. It attracts more foreign direct investment. And there's a whole wholesome impact of introducing another sport rivaling cricket. And it can only be better. The share market share will not go down. Market share will only go up. So uh, I, I do sense we need to have that conversation with the set of people who are running the show in India on football uh, to have that discussion and present it and get a commitment to get started as a. Finally, let's talk about the fans, the people. You know, we spoke about infrastructure, we spoke about government commitment, we spoke about getting foreign coaches, people process technology, spoke about parents, the biggest stakeholder in making football a national success are the fans. Clearly, if you're not going to turn up to a Salt Lake Stadium to watch a Mohan Bagani Spingol match or a Goa FC kind of a match, then how will you find people sponsoring such events? How will you find more eyeballs on this events? Why don't we have enough chatter on the net, on Twitter, on many other forums about the games that are going on. If you like football and if you enjoy football, it's incumbent upon you to spread the word. You have to get that other friend who's also a sport lover. And you know, there are different types of people, right, who only and only like one sport. So that's not your target audience. You are looking at or you're trying to find those people who are genuine sports lover. When you say sports lover, the person might like football, hockey, equestrian, <laughs> athletics, what have you. So it's it's a like an if I were to give you a food analogy, you know, these are the pantophagists. Who are the pantophagists? They have a palette for global or multiple cuisines and not just unidimensional that I only like a particular cuisine. And so likewise, we need global sports lovers. And if you have more of them, then they are easier to convince. And if they are global sports lovers, chances are they will already, already be invested in football in some sense, some shape, size or capacity. And so we need the private enterprise to tap into this where we will have uh, audience engagement. We need to talk about the fans and ask them what will get them to the football stadium, what will get them to talk about it, blog about it, tweet about it, what will keep them awake at 12.30 in the night to watch a, a match between two clubs. Should we get a Premier League at a national level, which will be on the lines of IPL to, uh, to make it successful? Should we have the women's football team lead the charge there are multiple avenues to look into so the fans are the biggest stakeholders if there are more fans it will attract more attention it'll attract more broadcasting media rights it'll the money will pump into the game so if you are a football fan and you know somebody please make sure that you do your bit to popularize the sport familiarize the sport to those who are in the middle and get them to talk about it You know, the toughest thing about cycling is starting off. When you start to paddle, the first five or 10 paddles are the toughest. Why? Because the torque is the highest. And as and when you start to paddle, the cycle starts to roll, it becomes progressively easier. This is exactly the case with football and football's 
attention, adoption, attention in India. The first few years will be very tough. But if we manage to power through it, chances are we will be a global force to reckon with. I do not doubt even for a second that there is hidden talent in the country which could arguably be best in the world. They could play alongside a Ronaldo, a Messi, a Neymar, Lundonsky and a whole bunch of other people. You know, we need to be in a place where we know not just the top footballers and everybody can probably name them, but we should know even the lesser known ones as comparatively, right? In India, for in, in Europe or some of the other places, these are even the tier two names are very familiar. If you were to draw a cricketing parlance, for example, we know not just the national team, we know the people who play for the states, the agencies, the franchisees, we know a game versus where Saurashtra is playing versus Kerala or you know even the lesser games as it were. We know everything about them. So that is a possibility with football as well. The question is when, how and who does it somewhere you need to start it, somewhere you need to talk about it. Well, that's all the time I had for this episode of the World Cup special or the football in India. I am following the World Cup very closely as I do every four years. And it is one thing that I'm going to change moving forward myself, that not only the main football World Cups, but also pick one or two teams, especially the lesser known teams. It's very easy to pick a Germany, Argentina, Portugal, France, but uh, I'll probably pick smaller teams which have made an impact during the course of this World Cup. And we have seen a few already. We have seen how Saudi Arabia has performed, how Japan has performed, and we have seen how in the past Cameroon has performed. And I'll try and follow some of these players and see if I can bring in to mainstream consciousness conversations in my circuit, which is largely a cricket following circuit, if you will, and see uh, how it goes from here. So until we meet the next time, stay well, stay safe, and keep listening to the Iron Man experience. You know where to find me on my social media handles, hashtag Ionisms on Facebook and Twitter. Till we meet again, peace out.